PunkTheology.net. This is episode 29, Emotional Exhaustion. You're listening to the Punk Theology Podcast. This would be season three. Summer of 2020. How's everyone doing? Really, us punk theologians over here at the Punk Theology Podcast are genuinely curious about your condition as a listener. You can interact with the show on Facebook at Punk Theology Pub. Join the Facebook group. Or our hotline, 425-750-5115. Be a caller. Caller? Caller on the line? Or Twitter, why not tweet at Punk Theology Pod on Twitter if you'd like to interact with us. I would love to hear how this summer is affecting you, the listener. It's okay. You tried. Touching on the different and unique feelings this summer of emotional exhaustion. Right now we're breathing smoke from wildfires like the air here in the Seattle area which is normally very good is incredibly unhealthy to even breathe right now so on top of everything else we're struggling with that but that leads into some of the topic right emotional exhaustion it's not just the wearing of masks that's causing some of this but what about relationships in your personal life If you're still working, we're going to speak to some of that today, and we're doing something a little different. This uh, was live-streamed, this conversation, on our YouTube page, not because we have a ton of followers on YouTube, but because I forgot our little high-tech Sony device that we use to record the podcast. So, uh... Bear with us as the audio for this was recorded on my iPhone while live streaming. <laughs> Here you go. Punktheology.com.net.org. Come give us a visit. Here we go. Yeah, why not? It's live stream Punk Theology. We have nine subscribers on our YouTube channel. So. This might, uh, hey Derek, this might up our uh, our deal. Is who? Like go back and forth. Anyway, so the topic tonight, Steve had a great idea, and uh, Steve, that's Steve sitting right over there. Chuck's with us. Chuck's with us. It is really weird. I forgot the recorder. I forgot the audio recorder tonight, and I'm lazy. So rather than pull the audio from my iPhone, which takes more work, it's easier to pull it off of YouTube from the live stream. So this is, we're, we're not union. This is very uncomfortable. I love the fucking shirt, by the way, Chuck. That's fucking, I would. My fiance's wife? No. That's awkward. Uh, wait. Uh, my future mother-in-law. Mother. <laughs> Your future mother-in-law. My future mother-in-law bought it for me. There you go. That's cool. Half yeah, mil. I, uh, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. We should have done a Hawaiian I didn't get the memo. I got one. Oh, I have one shirt, a Hawaiian shirt. It's, it's like, I call it my drinking and driving shirt because it's got a bunch of cars and, like, fruity drinks on it. <laughs> like, all the colors. 
Was someone just here? This is really no, weird. This, no, it was a ghost. this is really weird that I'm I'm being recorded while Russ is talking. <laughs> right? No, I can record myself too. Look, see, it's got this button, and I can go backwards like that. Oh, there's, so there's I'm a the square. cameraman. Look, look, there's a square that's red that says stop. <laughs> but then uh, it's a lot more work. Okay, you know, Steve. It's very eighties. Yeah. Eighties. Weird. I don't know. Anyway. So, Steve, what... Uh, emotional exhaustion. Emotional exhaustion. In, in uh, relation to our current uh, social situations. About All right. Relationships are it's not as accessible as they were previously. Plans have been canceled. How many trips do you have to go back? How many times do you go to the grocery store and have to go back to your car to get your mask? Right. Or you forget it? Uh, I did that just 45 minutes ago. Yes, Exactly. That's why I have a bandana that I wear on my belt. Well, I usually carry a... That's why I wear a mask. Gators over my... Yeah. Chuck is a non... He's a non-masker. He's a non-masker. Chuck is a mask. Are you going to be an anti-vaxxer too? Well, yeah. Short answer, yes. There you go. But it's like everything now takes more time. Yeah. You got to get your face panties. You can't just... Hey, let's go... Let's meet down at the bar. Or let's meet at... <clears throat> the restaurant. You can't do that. So, how much of that though define Earth? If you trust the people that you're going to deal with. So, none of us are wearing a mask. Right. Right. So, you come in contact with me. You're not wearing your mask. No, we've hung out a bunch of times. But you go to some place who will let us serve you without a mask. So, do you leave? You can't go in a restaurant. We could not, this, these four guys, we could not go and sit inside at Scullin. Because we're not in the same what about, what about Bruise Almighty? See, that couldn't, outside we can. Okay. Outside we can, yeah, yeah. But you can't. What is wrong with lying? <laughs> what is wrong with lying? What is wrong with lying? So, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, we say we're all family or something? We're all no, brothers. we all live in the same right. house. Roommates. It has nothing to do with family. No, we're roommates. And, 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 and it has everything to do with the fact that you live in the same household. Okay. Right. There you, you go. Walk into a restaurant for um, dudes that are across the board age-wise. Age-wise. <laughs> yep. And it's, yeah, we all live together. Why right couldn't you? Kinky gay relationship. Yeah, or in- <laughs> 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 We're all brothers in Christ. That's the like issue. Said, <laughs> it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting to try and maneuver into that. Yeah. And I, I am not where Chuck is. I'm more of a rule follower. I can't go in a grocery store or any store or a restaurant without a mask. I feel guilty. Honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. Which? Any of this. The, really? The wearing the mask. Like, none of it really bothers me or irks me. Uh, no, I... Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I think I kind of like COVID. Like, there's a couple it. things that, that suck about it, uh, but I feel like the benefits are outweighed. Oh, the they cost. totally outweigh the yeah, cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you couldn't go right now. <clears throat> say you planned a trip to Hawaii. Yeah. The trip thing sucks, but honestly, but you can also do a whole bunch of other trips that are pretty sweet that uh, you may not even have considered doing before. So road trips are on the table. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You can't go to a funeral. I mean, that's only a problem for you, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I know more people personally 
that died last year from the flu than I know personally that have died from COVID. Yeah. I, know one, I know one person personally that died from COVID, but I know three people that died from the flu last winter. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go to the service because we can't have it indoors with more than 25 people, and there's going to be a couple hundred people that want to show up. Can't do a wedding, but that small, intimate family. But you can't do graduation. You can't get. You're naming things I hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. So Chuck and I, terrible. Chuck and I had it out on Facebook a little bit over this topic, and this was about a month ago or a month and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. And it was because my son works in the grocery store, right? And one of his one of the pet peeves of a lot, and this is maybe June, right? Um, one of the pet peeves of of people that work in service is that. When people come up and talk to you, they spit when they talk, sure. which is normally not a big thing. But when there's a global pandemic, like it kind of piss. Like at the time, like he's like, you know, that kind of pisses me off that people come into a grocery store. You know, I have to work around these fucking people. They walk up and ask me a question, spitting in my fucking face while you know not wearing a mask. He goes, "It's just sort of courtesy to wear a mask." And but now. Like today, so I'm a I'm a a week long auto mechanic. So I took this job as an auto mechanic, and I realized my own hypocrisy. <laughs> so you know, you're working on cars. There's there's time crunch. You're in and out of strangers' vehicles, and, and I'll be honest, I don't have time to freaking lather up my hands and do all the like you're saying the emotional exhaustion like how much in, in, and I, I like this topic because it it brings out that sort of idea that we all should be stressed the fuck out over this right and i don't know it's sort of like when you get in a car or in, during a flu season even and i'm not saying i'm not saying that COVID-19 is the flu. It's very different than the flu. It is a flu virus. We don't know a lot about it. It's scary. I got it, right? But you know what else is scary? Driving cars at 2 in the morning, being a fucking Lyft driver, an Uber driver, because like something like 90% of the people on the road are over the legal limit. You know, stuff like that. Well, and then the thing that is also exhausting to me is who do you believe and what do you believe? I have become unfortunately becoming more pessimistic and less trusting because you hear conflicting reports mm. yeah the surgeon general back in february said masks are ineffective don't wear them we need them for our first first responders yeah now they say wear them and then Fauci last weekend going into the labor day weekend said get outside where it's hot it's warm get outside breathe fresh air who do you fucking believe <laughs> yeah and that's the problem I can't believe either side. Well, so to be fair, they said they said don't wear a mask for like three weeks, and then after that, for the last four and a half months, they said wear a mask. They didn't flip flop. They flip flopped once, and they did it because they needed enough masks for uh, the professionals. Yeah. And and uh, um and so and and this is what the scientific process looks like. Is when you don't know something, you guess and check, and stuff goes right. back. And, and that's what my wife, so, as a nurse, and so, and so what it's requiring you to do is your own research. And yes. you know what? 
Sorry, like you probably should be doing your own research. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, yeah. So absolutely. I'm going to pose a question, and I asked Russ this question in our back and forth. And I, well, I have yet to do the actual research on it because I don't fucking have time. And I, nor do I care. <laughs> um, I don't really have a position of not wearing a mask. I wear a mask. If I forget it in the car, I wear a mask. I don't go back. I go that's back. Just, that's just where I just don't go back. I go back, <coughs> especially if I'm outside. I don't care. However, so I heard that the CDC has four decades worth of information and research that masks are ineffective. Whether it's the cloth mask. The N95 masks or the hospital grade masks. So you have to all you I have pose, to cite that. No, you're fine. Uh, you're right. <laughs> but all I pose is, and I asked you this, Russ. Uh-huh. Is what if it's true? Not. I'm not saying it is true. I'm not saying that not wearing a mask is better than wearing a mask. I don't care about any of the other bullshit. Just what if it's true? You know, they they tell us wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Okay, but which mask should I wear? Well, right. Again, so all that stuff is very... It's emotionally exhausting. All You're of that yeah, information... Gambling. Is, yeah, but all that information is very easily accessible You're right, through a very is. simple Google search. <laughs> you, yep. That's true. Yes, it is. Yeah, and yeah. I'm too lazy to do it. Right. So, <laughs> but you're not too lazy to bitch about it. No. It's not that I'm bitching about it. It's just... It comes to Steve's question about the, emo- the emotional exhaustion. So where do you stop researching and just trust people? Why would you ever do that? Exactly. And that's the exhausting part for me. Like, is especially in trust. Now, and now, day and age, like, Google will just tell you so much shit. Like, you can get six or seven different views. And you can, like, and I get, I don't know. So for me, that type of stuff is interesting and, and useful. And so I have a hard time empathizing with people that don't want to do it without qualifying them as lazy in my head. I saw, I saw a thread. I follow a group. I was telling Chuck this today earlier. I follow a group of people. I follow two groups of people on Instagram, and the one group I was following proved they showed this statistical report from World Bank that in 2017 and 2018, Europe, United States, Canada, and there was one other country filed. Uh, Requests for COVID nineteen testing kits. Two years before it came out, two and a half years. That's the exhaustion part for me. There is so much emotional. There is so much information. What do I believe? Chuck tells me, buddy, I can't. I I so love hanging out with you. In my head, the exhausting part is, really. You know, I am so tired of not under, not believing what I'm being told. Even with research, because there's research, they showed the screen. He says more information to follow. But can you? But where do? You, yeah, you gotta. Yeah. And you have to These trust guys. your sources too. Like, you know, well, I mean, there's people that share so stuff. Hitting on what you said there with not trusting anybody. So moving it from COVID to other parts of your life, you you see a therapist. Trust them. Uh, I've learned not to. I've learned not to. It takes time. But so so you trust them to a point. You trust them to a point. The issue is not viewing it from a sense of duality. 
Okay. Of, of, and I see this happen so often in the COVID thing. Of, I saw 99 reports that told me I should do these things, and one report that showed me to do this thing. So I'm confused. So I'm not going to do anything. It's like, well, the, no. It might be one. That happens all. Oh, yeah. it happens, that happens all. It happens all the damn time. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's more of a okay. Let's just make an educated guess banked on the majority, the qualifications of who's saying what, and the majority of opinions, and and just and why not just bank your assumption based and, and understand how all that works, understand their logic, understand the contrasting logic, but then just do a very simple statistical analysis of like, okay, most of the experts say this, and and most people seem to be having success getting behind that. Why not just go with that instead of getting all freaked out, throwing your hands up and saying, I'm not doing anything because I'm all confused. Okay, going down that line then. So there are several doctors that are being censored, for lack of better terms, on some bullshit drug. Um, I say bullshit. It's not bullshit, but the... Uh, what is it? Hydrochlorocene? Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. The one that Trump uses to kill people? Yeah. If you drink it, you'll be cured of COVID. You'll be dead. You will yeah, definitely not be dead. That is COVID. a cure. <laughs> yeah. Cyanide will do uh, that too. In <laughs> yes, your death certificate, you'll die of COVID. Um, but there are clinical studies out there that are for it. I mean, it's it does uh-huh. not that it's a wonder yeah. drug by any fucking means. There's mixed results, and that's how science works. Correct. Yeah. But yet they're being censored. Well, yeah. it depends because that's another because you because then you get politics into the whole thing. Yeah. And you and you start and you do have to have some measure of of control over the information that's out there because we're already seeing the massive fallout from. Um, information. I mean, it's incredibly easy to manipulate everything, right? Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. you get six Russians writing for 16 hours a day, <laughs> and they can, and they can fucking, they can yes. destroy Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they can. They, yeah, they just, they, and they get a whole bunch of Karens just sharing bullshit <laughs> stuff Karens. about 5G causing COVID, and it takes very little effort and it just spreads yeah. like wildfire. Yeah. So, and and you know what? That's modern life now. So yeah. fucking get used to it. Learn to do your own research. Learn to trust the statistics. And, and, tra- and fact check your news right. sources. Like, like I'm sorry. That's yes. It's inconvenient. I'm I sorry. have a. I have it's a different than it was ten a, years ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fucking do it. <laughs> okay. I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. Wait, let's, right. let's, let's You're an American. I get I'm it. Lazy. <laughs> I'm an American. Right. That's like, the exhaustion for me. It's just like fuck, yeah. I don't want to have to fucking research myself. Well, I guess what, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it goes back to I just want to feel less stressed. But you won't. I know. That's the you won't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. How can how can you feel less stressed? Do, do you, weed. Do you smoke <laughs> weed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Medicaid. Right. Medicaid. Yeah. Other than self-medicating, do you see a light Yoga. in the tunnel on how you could see less stress in all of this? Can you adapt your life? 
You will. I think we will evolve eventually. No, not we. You. I will evolve eventually. Yes, I will. What it, is it? I will adjust to normal. What does that look like? It's. I don't know. That's the exhausting part. Is not knowing what is ahead. So it's like FOMO, fear yeah. of missing out, kind yes. of on a on yes. a certain flip level. Yes. It's just being able to trust. And for me, I think that's the definition of faith. Like not having everything figured out and just going, I guess that's okay. Like I'm. We don't want to do that. We want to know. Yeah, and I think that's where anxiety gets just roused up, and it's fear. It's basically just fear, and our male, male. Everyone's got a fucking ego, right? And we and we try and (laughs) we try and compensate for the fear, and I think that's that's that emotional exhaustion part is compensating for the fear. And you see yeah. it, though, everywhere. I mean, you see people on the road have less patience. Road rage is Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's been up. I've seen that lately. Oh, yes. Oh. You just drive. Or is it just all the people from California moving here? I will say, <laughs> the know. greatest thing on the planet since COVID-19 was phase one. Traffic. Yes. Traffic. Oh, I know, yes. right? Traffic to get in It was sweet. Was fucking amazing. Oh, it's like, oh, nobody's on the road. 40 minutes to South Center. Yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. It's fucking 40 minutes. It's an hour and a half. I was just down in Kent last week. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to get from here to Kent. That was at 10 o'clock in the morning. So, Steve, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know where, where it's the most stirring. Like, where does it, it trigger you the most when you have this emotional exhaustion? For me... It would be my accessible relationships across mm. the board. Just, I can grab somebody, hey, let's go somewhere. I can go see my mom. My mom in 87. I called my mom. I called my brother. He lives with my mom. Two weeks ago, I said, hey, what's the status of mom? He goes, come on over. I go, are you sure? He goes, yep. Your sister's been up. They come up every other week. They go alternate. I go, so I go, okay, I'm coming over. And I go over there, and I say, you only wear a mask. I'll wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. So I went in. It's that exhaustion of not having access to relationships one-on-one that I don't, A, I don't know what their stance is. I am one that doesn't want to push through somebody. If somebody doesn't want to hug me, that's fine. But I want to hug people. Yeah. Um, Where do you feel in your body? That's right in my back of my chest. That's what we talked about that night. Yes, yeah, up in your chest. Huh? Remember what? Explored it. A little bit. It. We did it in an episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. The, the one podcast I listened to. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. probably for me because I am a I'm a social guy, and and the weird part is I'm social, but I don't like close proximity. So I'm going to be liking the so, six <clears> feet rule. But I want to be able to talk with you. And if if our relationship is such that I want to give you a hug when we're done or a hug when I see you, yeah. I mean, I miss that in church. Just that interaction with guys. Um, just that I come from, I, well, our, our buddy, the motorcycle buddy, uh, Roger. Yeah. He was there Sunday. Come back for Sturgis. He, he uh, quarantined himself two weeks on his boat post-Sturgis before he went back to his house with a bunch of with a household people. And it was good for you, buddy. He comes up and goes, can I give you that? And I go, yes, you can give me that. That's the, the exhaustion point because you don't know what people are. 
You know, you go in, I don't like the masks because I realize that I rely on a lot of facial expressions yeah. to interpret what they're saying to me. And as a, as a sales rep, um, I'm across the board. I've got one customer out in, in Arlington, or uh, uh, Granite Falls. No, we don't wear masks here. Take that thing off. Awesome. Uh, the tribe's up north of, uh, of Marysville. Uh, masks are not required. You go into filling, you go up to the gas station, filling station, I'm dating myself now. But you go up to a gas station, and uh, no, masks are not required. And it's about probably 30, 70, 30 with masks, 70% without masks. But I, I, that's the part of me that I'm exhausted by, is not having that normal. And if that is the new normal, what it, it go, will no, adjust. I will adjust. But I'm saying right now, it's the most exhausting. I want to just normal. What if you didn't follow all the rules? Is that part of it? I can't. That's my whole... Well, that's, my whole that's my whole... That's in my DNA. I think growing up from freshman year high school in the church. That's, that's, that's Christian that's, missionary. Yeah, right there. That is... That is yeah. good old CMA. And it's like, you well, why wouldn't rules. you? Because yeah. it's not right. Yeah. Well, it's all behavior modification, yep. and that's my that's where I stand. I can't not follow the rules. I've not had a speeding ticket in probably 25 years. I've had an illegal left turn. I've had a talking on my phone, but I can't because those are in my do head. Me, do me a favor. Sure. They don't cost very much. Speed. Get a speeding ticket. I can't. <laughs> do it. I can't. It'll, be, it'll cost less than therapy. restaurant which is now the there's a bikini barista there on the uh, east one anyway. right. <laughs> bikini, bikini barista, bikini barista. I, have better, I have a better proposition for you 60 plus go get a prostitute 60 plus yeah, that would, <laughs> and my dad said my dad the ticket no. bucks there you go dad goes you're not even supposed to go on the freeway that fast because at that time freeway's max speed was 55 miles that was the last speeding ticket I got. I got one at 40 in a 30. And that was just to get up a hill. I, that's just, that's in my DNA. I'm like I a mixed... I am a rule follower. I'm like right in between you and Chuck. Really? Like, yeah, like, there's some rules that, like, I don't know how to describe it. If I have, I feel, I feel like there's a really good reason for me not to follow it, I won't do it. But if it's just for the purpose of, of not following a rule, I'll... I'll follow a rule. Follow if I don't have a good reason for it, I'll follow the rule. But I think a lot of my not following rules, though, is geared maybe less rule following geared towards traffic related shit. So you're going around a corner 
and there's a bullshit yellow sign that says 35 miles an hour. Do you know why that sign exists? Because yeah. <laughs> a bureaucrat yeah. somewhere wrote no, that shit down. It has nothing to do with bureaucratic bullshit. Do you know what that's that a truck traffic thing? It's it's stopping sight distance. Yeah. So stopping sight distance is a three foot object or two foot object steps out in the road. You have enough space to stop. To so stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll follow that rule. I'll go around the corner at thirty five miles an hour. That's fine. Speed limits? Fuck off. I'm on a freeway. It's straight. There ain't nobody there. I'm going to do 90. And when the state patrol pulls you over, do you know why I pulled you over? Yep. I was going 90 fucking miles an hour. It's a bird blue sky. There ain't nobody on the road. What the fuck? Five, you're fine. Nine, you're mine. I'm going 75. East of Washington into Montana. Montana's 85. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't go 85 miles an hour for a safety fix. So, yeah, I go 85, 90. I'm going to go to Idaho. I don't go quite 90. I just bought a red GT convertible. I'm good with... I'm nervous about my own ability to follow rules. (laughs) Yeah, you and Chuck struggle. (laughs) (laughs) And and you and Chuck have a thing, and this is what irks me about it, is it comes off as compulsive. (laughs) Like... You don't have a good reason for it. Most, You're just most, being a dick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be a dick. And I that's agree, the part. And that's I the part. Oh, no. No, no. I totally agree. Like what do you mean you, mean you don't know, Russ? You all wear a mask. No, see, that's, no that's where it's like, uh, fuck, I forgot my mask. I'm three feet from the door. Fuck off. No, no I go uh, back. No. I can't even go the opposite you direction. You know what I do? Arrows. I pull my thing off of my belt loop because I've thought about it before. <laughs> instead of fucking, yeah. I was told, I was my brain to... doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's okay, called so I, planning. It's I called told, planning. Yes. I, was Steve, I was told Steve earlier. So I rented the Orville Center from uh, Home Depot, and I pulled into the pro parking because it's the tool <laughs> rental is right next to. I just the pictured pro Orville Redenbarker <laughs> married with fucking uh, Colonel Sanders. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wasn't any parking in the pro, so I turned around. You know, I, I turned, and there was the pro trailer parking, which is right across the door. So I parked, and I was laying the seats down so I get the sander in the back of the car. And this guy pulls up with the trailer, and he says, Are you leaving or you just get here? And I said, I just got here. He says, Oh, you know, this is for trailer parking. Yes, I'm, I'm, I am totally aware. And walking up, and the lady, this lady from Home Depot says, you parked in a space for pro trailers. So? Right. Totally a dick. I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. The door's right there. It's I am a, not parking. It's not only that you don't care, it's that you get off a little bit on not caring. Yes. You get a little bit of a hard on. You get a chubby. Oh, yeah. You get a chubby. I'm getting... <laughs> Part of, and, I guess, and that's the part that, that irks me a little bit. Yes, like, <laughs> like, well, you know what? Okay, so which is better? Because I did this when I returned the Orbital Sandra. I parked in the middle of the fucking aisle. I pulled up right to the door, unloaded the sander, and I wasn't there for five minutes. I went into the store and shopped. I'm in the middle of the aisle between the door and the actual parking spaces. So what's better? You I know what's better? 
Parking in a real parking in a real fucking parking spot <laughs> that they've got hundreds of that are totally empty. And, just, and you can even get Chick Fil A over there. There's not, a Chick Fil A in the parking lot. And not getting hard while you walk to the store. <laughs> Do it in the privacy of your house, Chuck. So you're, I don't know, man, you're judging motivation over there. You got these guys on the left, I'm on the right, and you're in the middle. Yeah. I can't even on an airplane when they, yeah, I can't even break out. I'll take a Coke. I'll take a Coke. Really? They give me half a Coke. I won't ask for the rest of the code. Wait, okay. When I was 15, they served me wine because it was international airspace. I'm like, fucking A, well, give me a glass of wine. And give me another glass of wine. Oh, yes. I never take it off. So what's weird about that, I'm just going to throw this out there, all right? So my wife and I had this conversation about the last episode. Speaking of emotional exhaustion, which was the want to button, the want to button, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you want to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just got posted this morning. So, so that that episode was about you know the stress or emotional exhaustion, one could say, of being in a relationship where the other person doesn't seem to want to want to tow the weight or be is involved or get right or whatever the language is. So my wife and I, we, we had this conversation about it. And so she, in our relationship, she was the first one. We were going to church, you know, we're going to this church and dealing with our fucking shit, really heavy shit. And uh, she was the first one to get help. And and she got help for sexual abuse when she was a kid. And that was and at the time, that was the thing that I most fucking avoided. Like I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want it. Nobody knew about it. Like it was the one thing that, you know, I'm fine, man. I'm a fucking man. I can handle my shit. We're going to be we're going to do great, right? And then she said she said, "Yeah, my our therapist had the most interesting thing today." And I said, what's that? And, and he said, uh, she goes, yeah. He said, when is Russ going to come in and talk about his shit and what happened to him? And we were driving home from Linwood at the time down I-5. And what she didn't realize at the time is I had tears streaming down my face. Because I knew and I was fucking holding all that shit inside. Um, and, and, and so she went and got help. And then this therapist, again, you, you talk about the distrust of therapists, which is a thing. And you brought that up in that episode, too. And I think that was something we tossed around, too, was um, not all therapy is great, you know. Well, that sort of prostitute. fantastic. That prostitute analogy is sort of a thing. Yes. It's sort of a trust thing. I don't know if prostitute's the best analogy. And here's kind Maybe of what, mechanic. I've, what I've decided. <laughs> Is if you one, you need to find a therapist that's going to give you tools that you can work on, yeah, so that you don't have to be in therapy anymore. Yeah, like I think therapy should be treated like physical therapy. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they're training you, and they, and then after a while going to physical therapy, they go, okay, just do these exercises for a while, and then you'll get better, and you don't have to come back anymore. Right. And you have to so do much, the work. And so much of modern therapy is is codependency. Right. They're just or bad Netflix shows where it never resolves. Right, yeah. <laughs> It'll just drag you along. Or they're giving you bad advice, or they're 
And, or and, they're fucked up themselves, and that's why they got into therapy. And there's some physical therapist that'll tell you to do the wrong exercises. And so you got to go to a therapist that's going to teach you how to do the right exercises, and you got to do them for a while before you figure out they're going to work for you. Yeah. So it's a complicated process. It's an emotionally exhausting process. That's, because you have yes. to... And there's a good chance... There's a 85, 90% chance you're going to have to break up with your therapist and go find a better therapist. That's right. Oh, you, absolutely. And when you're emotionally exhausted because you got so much trauma and shit in your life and you don't have a support network, that's basically fucking impossible. Yes. Uh, I think that was my, yeah, my yeah. trigger was there are so many of us that are emotionally... I've, I've, I've discussed this with the customer. I have a different relationship with my customer base is that I get to know them because I care about them as people. And one of the things that I think we talked about was there are so many of us out there that are dealing with emotional exhaustion, but they don't know what it is. They're pissed off at their wife. They're pissed off at their husband. They're pissed off at their kids. They're pissed off at the teacher. They're pissed off at the grocery clerk. They're pissed off at the Home Depot. You know, it doesn't matter. They're pissed off because we're emotionally exhausted and we don't know what it is. I think that's what triggered me with this whole idea. It's one of the things I've been leaning into. Um, in the last couple of weeks, it's just okay. What is that really saying? Right. You know, am I pissed off because my, and, and my part, Amazon driver today delivered the package on the steps and not on the porch? Not really. Yeah. But I am because it inconvenienced me. It's a buildup of stress or <clears throat> cortisol in your system. Well, it's like you know we talked about those those scary men. It's like keeping that and and it's something that I'm guilty of is trying to keep that beach ball underwater. Right. Because if I don't, I don't like what it's doing. And then going back a few episodes from that, and something my wife and I talked about, the whole having female friends thing, I think that's where she and I were talking about your story and what you shared in that last episode about um, getting dangerously close to... Because you, yeah. you shared stuff on that episode where, like, dude, you know, it's like, I would be more afraid of driving 90 miles an hour down Broadway here in Everett. (laughs) Just from what you, like, that's scary shit. But it's honest and it's where you're at. Um, But at the same time, I would say, as your friend to you, because I love you, do the fucking work of getting in relationships with therapists that are probably going to be fucking wrong and you're probably going to have to go to two or three or maybe four of them before you find the right one. But you haven't done one yet, no. Steve. And, no. and that's that's what that's what I'm having an issue with. My wife even listened to the last episode and she's like, have Steve got help? Right? Like, right. right? We're, we're both kind of, and I'm on it's, the same page with her because we both, scary. my wife and I went through years of fucking marriage therapist after marriage therapist. <laughs> like, seriously, we've been through therapy <laughs> Like, oh, man, like, my wife's got the ball, I've got the ball. And it's sort of like what you talked about, which was great. (laughs) (laughs) Which was great, is we've been been through so many therapists. And then the last one was Susan, and she was great for a few. My wife's just like, you know what? My wife was like, I'm out. And I'm cool with that, right? I'm cool with that now. I was sort of pissed at her when she did it, but now I see it. Because we've both been through this fucking so, shit of trusting and it's helped it's been, it's helped though steve you know what no. these people are not great no, at uh, not everyone's good at this right. and it's really subjective work it's incredibly emotionally exhausting subjective work but as your friend who loves you 
do it. Have somebody, you hand them a fucking scalpel and you say, here's my heart, fillet me fucking open. Be my friend, do that for me. Do it for us. We love you, we all love you. I know it's scary, but we love you. I don't want you to fuck up your marriage or fuck up your life. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I love you enough to say that because it's hard. And and my wife and I, I, I've done horrible things. She's done horrible things and we're still together because we filleted ourselves open in front of people and had a little faith, you know? What is your, what's your fear? What are you afraid of in that, in, in seeking help from someone? Yeah, and that's Honestly, I'm afraid of exposing myself and getting shit. Yeah. That's it. You got a question. What I was going to say was... The therapist won't shit on you. The worst come was when Derek's sister sat in with us. Mm. When I would drive to Spokane to see her. But like John said, she's five hours away. You can't see her. Yeah. But that's the point for me, is every time I've exposed my heart, I've been shit on. To Christian every, counselors? Every fucking time. When have you ever been shit on class? Mm-mm. No, this is, you guys are my so, therapy. We're not great. Not. We're emotional support, no, not therapy. No, right? I have to disagree. You're not because you listen and you hear me. We're good at talk therapy. No, <laughs> but you don't pay us. And that's But that so pays that's for keeping this thing. That's what I'm afraid of. What's that? Being shit on. Being so, and you might, you know, that's the risk. And then you find I, another therapist who you feel I safe have, with. I've had a few therapists. Some were good. Yeah. Some were being nice, not so good. Um, others were just really expensive, and I would love to continue to see them. Um, but that's one of my fears is. I'm going to say something, and I don't know how many times I've said certain things to, I mean, even Susan. I've opened the door crack. Vulnerable. You were vulnerable, and you felt... Yeah. And it goes back to a lot of when Derek talked about the angry men, or scary men, or whatever. I don't remember what you said. You know, name the podcast, but there's a lot of shit that I just the door open a little bit and I'm fucking rescuing my therapist you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah your job is supposed to be don't fuck my shit but yet you are so I get it it's fucking scary I told you I'm no well I was like, telling I was telling the, I've got a customer that I see uh, the, psychi- the psychiatric clinic and I had my wallet out last week when I seen her. Go, you guys take this insurance because I already know that I'm going to see her. I I backed off, but it's it's. I go back to that. I mean, you don't you know you don't know how difficult this is for me even here in this group to share some of the shit I've shared. I've thrown out on the table. Um, and in fairness, you know, when we had the full group here, there was a few things I said that there was a judgment labeled on me that. It's typical. Fuck it. You know, I'll pull back. And that's and when Derek said that about you know your dad being here and it's not the same place. 
this is you guys from you three, and we talked about this last week. Is that the dynamics of the three of us on our podcast? But I think you'd be more than welcome to show up regularly. Is different than the six of us yeah. because it's a different energy here, and I feel safer with you than I feel with the six. I will say that even with the shitty therapist that I've had, I've gained. Oh yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I'm not. I hope you didn't no. see that as an offense. I'm, I'm, I'm being your asshole friend, and I think everyone needs an asshole friend. And I will, because I think that it would really benefit you, Steve, oh, as a as a guy. I love you, you man. An asshole, Russ, you're being a, no, it's good. That's asshole. Yeah, that's yeah. It's right. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many of us. I'd slap you. That's an asshole. But it's good. It's a good asshole. Right. Because. I won't speak truth because I'm afraid of response. You know, I don't want to risk a relationship. I get it. Because... Well, you're sharing truth from your perspective. And that's what I'm doing with you tonight. And when my wife heard that episode and was, like, concerned for you and and, and your wife, just from the shit that we've been through, um, and it's not judgment, it's not, like, you know, I'm trying to make you feel bad... Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Don't forget to subscribe. Like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound? Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project, a limited liability corporation, who is responsible for its content. Don't chicken out! It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That's a huge bitch! It's like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue.